0: Well, I always have a hard time memorializing people and doing the whole so-and-so past and let's grieve collectively because it's just not my way. But John Witherspoon did pass and we we have to talk about the impact that he gave and made in the community and comedy.
1: absolutely.
0: And just entertainment in general Um, He For me He was like He had the funny He had the humor He had those things I always saw him as this And we were talking about this a little bit ago A peripheral type of character But he stole the show Always Like he was supposed to just be the dad Coming in to get grapes But then (laughs) it becomes this whole thing. Or, you know, the dinner guest who's also a dad. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the whole coordinate thing. So, you know, he steals the show. Like like those funny guys and girls always steal the show. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Um, So I am one who always... mourns (laughs) I tend to mourn celebrities pretty hard at least the ones that I really uh connected with growing up and um ones that you know the thing about seeing them on television seeing them in movies so much is that all of those things play as like the the soundtrack or or film track, I guess, if you will, <laughs> to our lives, and so there's so many lessons that come in in the work that they do, and and that in it definitely impacts who we are and who we come to be. Um, and John Witherspoon is just—he was in his own way, he was a class act. He was definitely a mm. class act,
0: and I just. That makes me think about really what our topic is today. Um, The way that these people become so big in our collective memory and lives. And then it's like, you look at certain things that they've done or they do. And like I said, peripheral, like the world, well, the black community is mourning right now Mm -hmm. for john witherspoon Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he was like not even like look at let's look at the characters okay so he was the dad in friday Mm -hmm. which was like what supporting
1: yeah yeah definitely a supporting actor role
0: Uh uh-huh um, he was the dad in Boomerang, <clears throat> which I don't know if that's supporting. Like, that was really quick. Like, he came and he did the funny stuff. Friday, right, I
1: think it was really only two scenes that he was in, but they were the scenes were funny. <laughs> of the movie.
0: Um, and then, of course, you know, the other stuff, the Friday stuff. But they've never, they and, of course, Granddad on the Boondocks, which I think will be my favorite character.
1: Pops on the Wayans Brothers. Yeah.
0: Um... Um... All the Fridays he was in all the Fridays yeah and then house party
1: because he was the neighbor who was pissed off that they were making all that noise
0: <laughs> that's also one of my and things. you know what I didn't
1: realize until the clip started you know now that he's passed that his wife in house party is the same wife in boomerang I didn't realize that before I was like ah
0: oh. she's also opposite him in Friday after next.
1: Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: she's like their landlord and she has a crush on I only him. ever
1: watched The First Friday and don't ask me to remember it. I don't remember very much about it other than you got not the fuck out.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't anyway me. <laughs> so, yeah, like there's so much, you know, that's people are remembering and loving and they mean a lot our celebrities mean a lot to us and that's really like let's let's cut into that get into that yeah
1: i also just want to point out about him one thing that i did not realize is that his start came on the richard pryor show and so um just remembering that he came up with mm-hmm. kind like the golden age of black entertainment.
0: Yeah, he yeah. was one of the Mooney um people. Paul Mooney found all those people. Sandra oh. Bernhard and him and Robin Williams I think too. Like mm-hmm. he found all those people and um they were an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, along with Richard. But um so yes meaning so much you know who prompted this conversation in my mind watching an interview with Erica Alexander Mm -hmm. and I was watching it and I felt so warm and so happy to see her and I was like this lady is most famous for Max like that's how we know her as Max Mm -hmm. you know we've recently seen her in Get Out she's had you know here and there she's appeared yeah quick little pop-ups but like she still has this pull and it's like because they mean so much to us you see that they don't have to do a whole lot Mm -hmm. you know it Mm -hmm. could be just the max character and it's like You've changed it. you know now you're <laughs> you're auntie Max or whatever um, and it happens in T see for
1: me, she's always cousin Pam,
0: because that's how, how I first that? yeah, for
1: me, she's always yeah. cousin Pam, even though we had her so much longer and in in, in in living in living single
0: yeah.
1: um yeah, she'll always be cousin Pam to me
0: and even that, like i I just want to really point out how small things become big. Mm -hmm. like you know cousin pam was a small you know she was a side character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it becomes this huge thing and so it just it shows how how huge and the place in our hearts
1: when when those characters are brought back when we see them come back so let's Go into... No,
0: yeah, talk about that.
1: Who we saw... Who did... Okay, so who are some characters that I've seen come up lately that did that same thing, gave me that heart pull, and I, like, damn near screamed when I saw them pop up? Um, first one that comes to mind is... So I watch Amazon Prime shows, and there's this show called Sneaky Pete. I have not watched the second season yet, but I really, really liked the first season, and had no clue. Like I just started watching the show, so I had no idea where the show was going or who would be in the show. Two characters came up. One Theo Huxtable, <laughs> Malcolm <laughs> Jamal Warner, but Theo Huxtable popped up in the middle of Sneaky Pete <laughs> as a corrections officer, and so it was kind of like like it was just exciting to see him on screen again because. I don't think we've seen Malcolm Jamal Warner on screen since... What was that show he had with... Um,
0: with Tracy Ellis Ross.
1: Oh, no. I wasn't even thinking that one. I was thinking Eddie Griffin with... Um, oh, you was about to... Malcolm and... What Malcolm
0: was, and Eddie. Yeah, Malcolm and Eddie. Take a whole credit away from
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so good to see him on television again. And it was... Cool because this time he was playing kind of like this sort of a villain character. Like he was Pete's parole officer who intends well, but he's, you know, but he's just weird and off and whatever. Um, but also in that same show was his brother in law on The Cosby Show, the one married to Sandra Elvin. Stegan oh, and chewed out up. Yeah okay. so he was also In in that um, In that show and so Yeah like that. those are ones Where it was like once I saw them And then it keeps me interested in the show As well mm-hmm. the new show Just to see what they're doing And we Who both reacted
0: Like really strongly When we were watching um, She's Gotta Have It yes. And we saw Rosie Perez Rosie like, we were both watching this episode at the same time. We had not seen it. And she comes around the corner. And we were both like, Rosie! You know, like, we were like, you would have thought that our aunt or our mother... Walked in the door. Yes! Like... And it it just makes you think, like, okay, so these people have this this thing for us. And so people... There's this conversation that's going around among a lot of black celebrities when they get interviewed. And they're like, you know, we throw each other away. And rock stars, they don't really do that to their celebrities. They revere them. And I'm like, but you know, we have a reverence too for our celebrities. It might not look the same. It might not come in the same package. And we might even stand to do better. Mm -hmm. But we have that reverence, and I was referencing the BET Awards Mm -hmm. and how you'll see people on the carpet hosting, getting these hosting jobs and interview jobs that you haven't seen in years, you know? But it's like, if we have truly thrown these people away, you know, you'll see... I don't want to name anyone's name and make them seem like they're, you know, forgotten, but you'll see people who... You have all but forgotten,
1: and so that's like I, the whole the idea of thrown away, because I wonder what people mean by that. Because one of the one of the um, actors that you brought up before, and I don't know if this is someone that was considered thrown away, but Jaleel White, and I don't think we threw Jaleel White away. But I think we have this, we tend, as a culture, we tend to have this idea of, or we hold on to like who's relevant. And so if we see them on TV all the time, we see them in movies, they're in music all the time, then they're relevant and they still matter. And then if we don't
0: see them,
1: I don't know, do we really decide that they don't matter
0: anymore or? Well, I think there's a generational shift with that to hmm. discuss, but when we see them come up again, it's like, well, no, they do. They clearly still matter because yeah, of the way we, we so react happy. to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? I mean, it's it's like like you said, like we said w- when Rosie Perez came on the screen, it was like, oh, Auntie's here. Mm. <laughs> we haven't seen her in so long. You know, definitely um, coming up with seeing Jaleel White on television and seeing Malcolm Jamal Warner on television. And um, yeah, it feels like family is back kind of like a family reunion of sorts, but let's talk about that throwing away or that regarding people as non relevant or irrelevant at this point, or, What has become now cancel culture?
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about. Well, yeah, you know, Obama has just spoke about cancel culture this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, that's not the way. That's not activism. And all these woke activists, and it's just tired. And it's like, all right, Grandpa. (laughs) Don't you call Um, Obama Grandpa? That is what he is behaving like. <laughs> and he's behaving like a person who, like someone else pointed out this week, you benefited from those things. You benefited from youth woke culture from for your <laughs> campaign. And now you have the nerve to want a finger wag. And you haven't been canceled. But because with what we know and what we still haven't... You haven't been canceled. but is it a
1: finger wag is it a finger wag as much as it's to say you know we have to be more broad and we have to think of because I think what happens is we see the celebrities that we love and the celebrities that that come to be our favorites we only see so much of their life, right? And it's only what they choose to share, whether it's on social media and then whatever they're doing on television is not who they actually are. Um, whatever they're doing in their, whatever their art is, is not who they actually are. And so I I kind of saw it as, well, okay, I'll say this. I did not hear Obama talk about it and I didn't read any of what he said. So I don't know how he said it because I do know that they, they, he and Michelle both can come off. <laughs> they can come off a tad bit.
0: What's... They've wagged their fingers more than a few times.
1: It, it's, it's definitely... They're from that era of... Oh, what's the term? You know the term I love to throw around.
0: Um, you know what I call them.
1: I think we're going toward the same word. Why am I blanking? Respectability. Like, they're kind of sort... Like, they teeter the line
0: of respectability. Teeter the line. (laughs) PC. Michelle just came on this week and told people, I just hope that we can be good... And show white people that we are good and maybe that'll keep us safe and keep them from shooting us. And I'm like, oh Did man. she say
1: it like that? I don't know if she said it like that,
0: but she said
1: that. So anyway, so, so getting back to the whole cancel culture. Okay. Um, I think it is fair enough to say that like, when our favorite celebrities mess up, mm-hmm. whatever the mess up is. I think nowadays we are very quick to holler cancel culture. And then with the, you know, and they get dragged across social media. You know, once Black Twitter speaks and throws the gavel, that's what it is. And so I wonder if we are quicker, if we're maybe a little too quick to cancel people for things that are like for the for the tiny little sliver of their life that we see.
0: I think we should reframe it away from canceling because we talked about this before off air. Mhm. That like nobody is ever truly really canceled. And
1: that is true.
0: Like What's happening is people are Because bitches are being... still
1: bailing our Kelly's ass out of jail, so...
0: Right. You know, <laughs> our people are still listening to him. People, you know, the... Arguing you down about why you won't listen to him. And, and not just him. Like, a lot of people who would say, oh, you canceled this person or this person got canceled, but they didn't. Like, they're still out there. Um, I think what people are having an issue with is the critique Mm -hmm. And that I don't think in the time before Twitter, you know, you didn't have to hear these very um, decisive Mm. and, you know, long threaded critiques coming at you from different people. And then it's becoming national conversation because it drives the conversation. True, because before social media, celebrities... Probably really just got the love. They got a lot of the love, and it was like the tabloids, which had become like, oh, those are the rags. Those are right, gossip, rags. right? Right. You know? No one really. It wasn't the credibility, but mm-hmm. like now you have actual people who are like in real time can go at you. Mm-hmm. And that has to be a little scary because, you know, you fear for your position. You know, you, you're scared that you're going to lose, these, that you will truly be canceled but right. no one's gotten canceled i mean even cosby he's the closest mm-hmm. they took they took his stuff off for a while mm-hmm. but now you can still see it on tv one and mm-hmm. play it um i think they put it back on amazon
1: too they had taken it off of amazon for a while
0: so that's not even a true cancel you know what i mean right so right it's like who is this really happening to and so I think the thing is it's the reverse of what we're talking about that love like or it's a flip side of the love that we give because Mm -hmm. even think about people like Maya and Genuine who can go on tour you know and make Mm -hmm. still make their money it's like where you been not an album in years (laughs) And people will still go to these tools, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Faithfully. Because, right, because we we have their love or you have the cruise circuit. You uh-huh. know, the black cruises where they can go and make yes. money doing that. So it's like Thank you, Tom Joyner. <laughs> <laughs> so the flip of it is they know that we hold this special space for them in their in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to lose it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to lose that elevated pedestal that we put them on and when all this critique starts coming it's like, am I about to lose that? Am Mm -hmm. I about to lose this coveted position? Mm -hmm. Let me lash out against these critiques.
1: And I think that that's the bigger issue when it comes to that is the lash back because, like you said there... They can't handle the critique. Mm-hmm. And my thing is always like, what happened to people's PR people? Like, yes. <laughs> like, why are y'all speaking out to the public before you talk to your PR people?
0: Um, I want to say another thing about that, too. There's also for people who are truly needing to be canceled, even though, like we said, if they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They have no remorse. Right. Like, I think the reception might be a little different. If there was remorse, like okay, I did this, but I this was so wrong, this was you know, it's always them coming out to excuse themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody was doing it at that time, or well, it's a whole bunch of other people that do it, or but it's never this. Just a plain, clean. I'm sorry. Or. That's who I was then, it's not who I am now. I've grown. Right. Okay. So, I think that deals with it. I think that that goes to it a lot. Now, I will say this. Lots of critiques get hurled, and sometimes they come prematurely, like they aren't all thought out. You know, I see a lot of great stuff on Twitter, a lot of intelligent people who are sharing good things. But some things are just like you didn't do what I wanted you to do and now we're all dogpiling on you and so I guess that um, of course that's not fun mm-hmm. and that's not fair mm-hmm. but log out like don't laugh and that. so I did hear
1: <laughs> I believe it was watching um the first episode of the read with Desus and Miro mm-hmm. and that's what um what's her name from the read said she was like you know you just gotta log off for 24 48 hours and then yes. <laughs> you come back on and it's all good again yeah and so yeah that's what i mean it's like the coming back with the lashing back at people or lashing back at the public for what you're being critiqued for but and then again it's like if somebody came to me in my face and said the things, I probably, you know, like I just wonder if we're not keeping them human and not allowing them the space to like make those mess ups. Like there might be a time that someone has offered, there have been plenty of times that people have offered me critique. (laughs) And rather than, I'm actually really good at self-reflection. So, you know, but there are times where critique has come my way. And I've been like, get out of my face. You have no idea who I am. How dare you say? And so I'm just wondering if we're not allowing those celebrities
0: that amount of just being human. It just depends for me. Because sometimes, and we all mess up, but in my thought, are you wantonly harming people? Like, there's my line. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to just harm and you, you know, then you get the critiques. And that's the least of what you should be getting. And you're just (laughs) getting that. Jordan loves to throw a lashing around. (laughs) But if you are just, like you said, making missteps and Mm -hmm. misspeaking and being misquoted, then that is, you know, Mm -hmm. they should be allowed more room. For that. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff is just you're wrong and then you're arrogant and you're wrong and you don't want to come back and, and it's like, okay, well yeah, you're gonna hear something about it. Do you have any examples you want to give us? Well, all of them. Because <laughs> that's how they all act. They all act like they above reproach But remember um, Whatever happened with um, What was that guy Well he's still kind of out there David He has a a Small gap in his teeth He sings the song Get You with Kyla Oh Daniel
1: Caesar Daniel Caesar Daniel Caesar
0: So he he Damn. called himself... I think he was trying to defend Sabrina Claudio because she had made the racist remarks. Which is remarks. a whole issue in and of itself. And then he's like, well, if I get canceled, I'm just gonna... Y'all can cancel me or y'all cannot deal with me. And then his next album didn't sell so good. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, you said... <laughs> <laughs> you told the girls you to cancel you. cancel me. So... You know.
1: <laughs> the so
0: Stuff like that where you just brazenly
1: And just in case just in case the listeners don't know, Sabrina Claudio is an R and B singer of not black race. I don't know exactly what ethnicity she is or I think she's where she little... comes from. But I was feeling her when she first came out. I loved a couple of cute little songs. I was like, okay. Then out comes the news that she <laughs> used to tweet all
0: types of about how
1: horrible
0: black women was roaches and
1: Yeah. Just really nasty mean things about black women. And I'm like, but you're singing Our music but okay and so yes so I had to cancel her she got taken off my little you know
0: and let me tell (laughs) y'all that shit was good it wasn't hard for me to take her off my stuff it wasn't hard at all but that shit was good she had really good music it was good
1: it was it was (laughs) it was and that's what but so then you know
0: but it's like, how can... And there's some black people that still listen to it. You know, because it is good. But, you know, for me, I just couldn't reckon with it. And right. some stuff, it just comes to that point. And again, that's... Everybody makes their personal decision. Didn't they talk about that on The Read, too? What's um, that? On their show. Like, how everybody... It's really not about us saying, you all have to do what I did. Mm-hmm. Everybody decides, you know, well, I'm not gonna listen. Or I'm gonna... I took all of this person's music off, but I'm going to keep listening to it. And everybody makes that decision how they they How they need to make it, yeah, yeah. Doing what they can reckon with, you know. Yeah. I took R. Kelly's stuff off, but let's talk about the complicated stuff of that because Aaliyah's shit ain't going nowhere. Not even (laughs) from that first album that his background (laughs) vocals are all over. All over. I will never give it back. Okay, even the Your Body's Calling Me remix. You know how I reconcile
1: that in my head? He still owes child support. And if those plays come through, his children will get it.
0: We all have to <laughs> <laughs> I just know. I still have the Your Body's Calling remix because Aaliyah's on it. Because I love Aaliyah that much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, but some people would say that that's, you know, you have to give it all. Even songs he wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like, you, mm-hmm. you have to give it all up. Mm-hmm. And let's not even talk about Michael. Let's not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So we won't. <laughs> but that's the point. Right.
1: That's the point. That there are ins and outs and different ways that we all revere these celebrities that we 've come to love these celebrities and and how do we handle them and you know i 'll just say this because I only want to give this a tiny, tiny little bit, but mm-hmm. I was on Kanye West Island for many 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 years. I do Kanye West Island because um, that's a that 's to um very smart brothers podcast. Cause he talked about being on Kanye West Island. And like, when do you leave? Because we watched him do all the crazy things and slowly neighbors left the island. Cause they were like, no, we can't hang out with him. We can't hang out with him. And Damon Girl. Young, a very smart brothers <laughs> was like, I don't see myself ever leaving. Like, I just, this is where I am. And I was next door to Damon Young. I was like, I'm with you. Like, love him. This is our brother, this is our cousin. Like he's the crazy cousin, the one that you be like, that nigga ain't wrapped too tight, but we still got to look out for him. And then I eventually had to leave, and I'm gone, and I'm not there anymore. But and I haven't been able to listen to his music. Kanye? Right. I haven't been able to. like. I cannot play him the way that I used to play him like all the time. I personally can't, but I'm not upset if I hear his music out in the world. I'm not upset to still see him come across my television screen. If anything, I'm heartbroken for Kanye. I hate that he's decided to be where he is and we don't even have to touch any of that. And I worry for what comes of him I don't necessarily want to see him cancelled even though I have personally taken his work out of my repertoire
0: the people that's still on Kanye Island looking like Castaway right now
1: <laughs> Wilson.
0: that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> that I don't know it's just it's just a strange thing. And I do kind of want to touch into celebrity worship. Mm. Someone in the studio audience threw that word around. And I want us to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Even though I, do, I don't think that what we're really talking about is pure celebrity worship just on its face. But there's an element of that in it. Mm -hmm. there is an element Mm -hmm. of and what it is is the upward climb of capitalism it's the carrot in front of the horse Mm. where you think okay um, maybe I can get that if I just and Mm. we know it doesn't work that way
1: a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't know know,
0: and that's why it's such a good scam it's a good (laughs) grift and people (laughs) you know they've run it for years um So I think there's a lot of that, you know. Even with the Obama, you know, people refuse to see the things of him and Michelle, and they're likable. You know, I like Michelle, I like Barack, as far as as personalities go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. but more than when we get past that, it's like we all did a lot of fucked up shit, and y'all say a lot of fucked up shit to the to the very people who are like you know with their arms stretched out save us help us mm-hmm. but Cosby did the same thing he did he was that same person so i don't know but do you have anything so on celebrity So you were saying worship?
1: yeah with the celebrity worship because you were saying that um i really like that perspective of it being the carrot being dangled because our hope is with those people that if they could do it then any of us could do it um I also feel like a lot of it is the buildup from the industries that they're in, and what we tend to do with celebrities is build them up. They t- their their rocket takes off. They're headed, you know, into the stratosphere, and who knows how big they can go. But then it's like they get right outside of the stratosphere, and then it turns to this tearing, wanting to tear them down and where every, any little thing that they do becomes, um, and especially for black people, because I think a lot of it, I mean, everything goes back to slavery. (laughs) Everything goes back to slavery. But it's like, if you're the one that our hope hinges on, And you're the one who's made it. And we're all just hoping that someday we can get to half of where you are. And you get out there and start fucking up with all those white people. You gonna fuck it up for the rest of us. And so then it becomes this like inside of the community where it's like your grandmama and them. I'm gonna go get the switch because your ass don't understand how to behave. And we ex- we sent you out of this house to behave a certain way and to be the example and to show the world that you, the, the best of who we are and you're out there cutting up. And then we feel like we've got to pull them back in, drag them back down, get the switch off the tree, you know, whatever, to um, to not be embarrassed, to not have them... Um, I mean, that's definitely what it was when Kanye carried his ass up on that stage with Taylor Swift. Like, you gonna show your ass like this? Well, a lot of...
0: That was just so lovely (laughs) when he did that. Um, But, and a lot of it, I think, is haterism, too. Because, like, let's let's say, go back to slavery. You know, that's the whole they in the big house. That's Not knowing the horrors that's going on in the big house of the big house yeah but you know you're mad about that too Mm -hmm. and then you know they get co-opted they do a lot of times get co-opted by whiteness Mm -hmm. and Paul Mooney talks about that in his stand up one of his specials where he's like everything white everything we love white folks take from us (laughs) he's like didn't we love Tina (laughs) didn't they take tina they took didn't tina. we love michael didn't they take michael and he has a whole thing and so i think that's too you know why it's really big for us to like watch and be like are you still you know who are you with have you been taken yet have you been co-opted yet i mean everybody gets a uh, you're bleaching <laughs> you do know Well you always got that we chopped your nose off. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, 'cause we're wa you're watching for that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. Which is why we always give so much love to Mariah. Because Mariah could have easily played like she baby was Mariah
1: white. fought to be black, honey, against them white people. She was not gonna let them box her in. And
0: she could have played that she absolutely like could have rode it just out. Ran. And it's like every and passed turn, her
1: little light skinned self all the way. She really could have passed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For a long time people thought that she was just a they white did. girl. Yeah. Um and it's another thing uh, to tip our hats at Beyonce for doing even though she couldn't have passed, but she certainly could have turned her back once she got off into that money that single lady's money mm-hmm. and went like, okay, mm-hmm. direction change mm-hmm. But as we've seen it go on. A she- lot of people would argue that she did at that time,
1: but those of us who know those of us who know her know her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So rest in peace, John Witherspoon.